U.S. AFRICOM will head up the DOD's latest mission, Operation United Assistance. Two more inductees into the Pentagon's most hollowed hall. And we'll meet the punch behind POW, a life-saving program combating post-traumatic stress. Welcome to DOD News Now, I'm Tech Sergeant Nathan Perry. Operation United Assistance, that's the name of the new mission the Department of Defense will undertake this time battling the Ebola outbreak in West Africa. The Commander-in-Chief is at the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta at this hour. He's calling on U.S. Africa Command to set up a Joint Force Command headquarters in Liberia to support military activities and help coordinate aid from other agencies. By week's end, there is to be a general officer in place in Monrovia. AFRICOM is also charged with providing engineers to build more Ebola treatment units and establish a training site for up to 500 healthcare providers weekly to direct care for Ebola patients. So far, there have been nearly 4,400 suspected and confirmed cases of Ebola in West Africa since December of last year. We're expecting to hear from President Obama from Atlanta within the hour, and we'll bring that to you live. The Secretary of Defense and the Chairman of Joint Chiefs testified before the Senate of Armed Service Committee today for over three hours. The topic, DOD's strategy against ISIL. Both Secretary Chuck Hagel and General Martin Dempsey expressed support for continued coalition, building and strategic support in Iraq and Syria, involving air power, training, planning, and humanitarian assistance. However, the chairman noted, should the coalition approach fall short of its goal, ground troops are not out of the question. This coalition is the appropriate way forward. I believe that will prove true. But if it fails to be true, and if there are threats to the United States, then I, of course, would go back to the president and make a recommendation that may include the use of U.S. military ground forces. The secretary emphasized success in eliminating ISIL will depend upon local citizens rejecting the very nature of the terror group. The most significant, powerful force against uh, extremism in the Middle East are uh, the people themselves uh, who will not accept uh, this kind of barbarity and brutality. Chairman Dempsey concluded his official testimony by telling the committee of his growing discomfort at the lack of means as compared to ends when asked for increased congressional support. The newest Medal of Honor recipients, Command Sergeant Major Benny Atkins and posthumously Army Specialist Donald Sloat, are now inductees of the Pentagon's most secret place, the Hall of Heroes. Command Sergeant Major Benny Atkins and Specialist Donald Sloat both served in Vietnam. Sloat, whose brother received the honor for him, is credited with saving American lives after shielding them from a grenade with his own body. The acts of heroism were too numerous to list in yesterday's Medal of Honor ceremony at the White House, but Atkins also placed himself in harm's way, surviving 18 wounds in order to bring fellow soldiers home safely. We honor their uncommon valor and their courage in combat. Their commitment to our nation and to their fellow soldiers epitomizes the Army profession. The families of both recipients were on hand for both ceremonies. Sloat's family, which had advocated for the honor in the wake of Sloat's death, and Atkins' wife of 58 years. Yesterday, we introduced you to POW, a nonprofit based in San Diego that combines the physical benefits of mixed martial arts with the emotional benefits of a peer support network. 
As a part of our special suicide prevention coverage this month, we take a closer look at this unique approach to group therapy and introduce you to PAL's founder, Army combat veteran Todd Vance. All right, time. Good round. All right, get your breath. That was a good round. So, fellas? But really, we're trying to learn something and get those repetitions in. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Todd all Vance right, splits right. his time teaching mixed martial arts, working as a bouncer at a local San Diego bar, and expanding his program to help veterans transition ben arms. to civilian life. All right. I wanted to work with veterans somehow. But at the exact same time, I was also competing in professional MMA. And so I started thinking, why not combine the two, my two favorite things in life, it was helping vets and mixed martial arts, and do something that I could do for a career path. Get that breath going. It makes working all day on the program, training at night, and then working from 8 p.m. till 2.30 in the morning impossible. A competitive fighter since his teens, Vance combined his three personal training certifications and his degree in social work to start how. Do you want your chest up? Pugilistic, offensive, warrior tactics. A mix okay, of pummeling, MMA, pummeling, looking for takedowns. yoga, exhale down, and group therapy. One, two, three, so I was running through some drills with guys that were Navy SEALs and they were in the military and a lot of them were Marines. And um, <clears throat> they ended up counting on my training and I started noticing improvements in their lives. The personal parts, the personal side of their lives were improving and not just the, the physical. Better communication with their wife, they said they were sleeping better, they weren't losing their temper as much. Real basic things like that. Vance is no stranger to the horrors of war. He was an army sergeant deployed to Iraq in 2004, a squad leader, 3rd Striker Brigade, who led more than 250 combat missions 75 successful raids. I'm taking care of my, my soldiers, and our job was to close within and destroy the enemy. So at night, we would do high-value target raids where we'd breach, explosive breach doors, and snatch up the bad guys. We'd take the fight to them, you know? So that's what we were doing at night. In the daytime, a lot of the time was just trolling, so we'd drive around, wait to get hit by an IED or RPG, and then try to chase after the bad guys. It was combat on a daily basis. Jab and move, Jamie. Use that footwork. Vance now uses his military and MMA training to help his students combat substance abuse. Up, 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 up. PTSD. Don't overthink it. Active. Stay active. Combat was easy compared to coming home. And I'll say that 100% of the time. I, you get trained and your mindset, especially at the time, is aggressive and it's adrenaline seeking and it's alpha. You're young, you're, you think you're gonna be okay, you know, forever. And so when you're there, it's no big deal. But when you come home, all those close calls start coming back to you uh, in your sleep or, you know, what they call in social work, intrus intrusive thoughts. So we could be having a conversation like this, okay. but a, back, a backfire of a car sets me off into this whole downward spiral of, of remembering different incidents over there. I gotta go back. Just like that. So where are they gonna send you? Right in the middle of it all? During emergency family leave, Vance unknowingly became the inspiration for the novel Dear John by best-selling author Nicholas Sparks, who happens to be his cousin. My family was out being there to support my mom, and so Nick, Nick was out there. And we talked around the campfire, we talked at night, and had some beers, and uh, he saw the girl that I was dating, and he saw kind of that whole thing, the girl that I met while on leave that he wrote, ended up writing about. And we stayed in touch uh, throughout the rest of my deployment via email. And next thing I know, you know, I'm teaching Muay Thai class at the gym and my buddy's like, hey, check this out. 
and he pulls up the, the trailer for the movie because I already knew the book had come out. In general, it's true, yeah. At first, I was super embarrassed and kind of angry that my personal life was out there, but I wouldn't have gotten a lot of attention in the beginning of the program without that. And so, I'm thankful for it. It's super cheesy, but it's fine. <laughs> POW is a labor of love for Vance. He makes himself available 24-7. The POW program's a way of life. It's helped a lot of people, um, myself included. Driven to make sure his program and his students Succeed. Because the training is the metaphor for how you're living your life out there. I've gone through a lot of ups and downs in my life personally, but the program and the students have been there for me 100% of the time. It's about serv uh, serving them and getting them back on track. And honestly, I mean, talk about it, it gives me goosebumps. I mean, that's how motivating it is and that's how deeply it affects me. Todd Vance hopes to expand POW to more gyms across San Diego and eventually to other cities. Coming up tomorrow on DOD News, POW members share their stories of survival and recovery. For more information on the program, go to their website, POWSD.org. Be sure to check out the DOD's Facebook page. Watch for us also on Twitter. I'm Tech Sergeant Nathan Perry. Keep it right here for the latest in DOD News.